tremendous looking trophy. Hello and welcome to Platinum Explosion, number one PlayStation podcast in the Yoshiani. My name's Dumbwhat. Joining me, as always, actually, Hobbly. Hey, John. Excited to be here to talk about the Game Awards again, probably. I mean, like half of it. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Don't know. I mean, what else do you want to talk about? I know. Oh. It's good. It's good because there's a lot to talk about then. <laughs> okay. Uh, have there's time two- to stew on these 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 things. So. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, just a quick piece. PSA, uh, housekeeping, whatever. Um, last. So this is the second last episode of Plat for the year <gasps> until there's a quick little break. So next week's, if you're wondering when the when the break of Platinum Explosion episodes will be coming. Next week's episode will on that. Well, that, ugh, next week's episode that releases on the twenty first will be the uh, yeah last before a few week break. So there you go. We're coming back eighteenth, eighteenth of January. Yes. So there's one, two, three weeks about plot. Okay. So here's my question: Have we confirmed what we're doing about the Last of Us TV series? Yeah, we're recording. Um, I've got it in here already. Record on the 17th. Record Last of Us. Record Platt. All these things. Yeah, but where's the Last of Us going? <laughs> so, what I'm thinking is it'll be a spoiler-free discussion on here for, like, at least the premiere. And then, if you want our spoiler thoughts, I'm going to upload them on Platt as a separate episode. Okay. I feel like that makes sense. So right? spoiler free during the episode and then Spoiler free during play. the episode, then a separate episode if you want our spoiler thoughts. Okay. Um I was thinking it would make sense to call it a like the like the title of the spin-off stuff should just be called like PlayStation Productions or some whatever, like yep. it's a spin-off of the segment, so Alright. <laughs> Something like that. It doesn't make sense to do full spoilers in the plat episode because people might not have watched the episode yet. No, so. yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So there you go. Yes, that is what's happening. But Platinum Explosion is back the same week the last of the show starts. So yeah. keep that in mind, everyone. All right. Uh, this week on the show, though, in the trophy cabinet, silver trophy for Dinosaur High. It's back. Gold trophy for Final Fantasy getting released. And a platinum because Death Stranding 2, or the game that may or may not be called Death Stranding 2, uh, has been revealed. But first, let's talk about two demos I'm playing. Not real games, demos. So the Forspoken demo first dropped as part of the, the Game Awards. Played that. Been a little bit of interesting discussion around this one on the internet. I've seen everyone yep. like shit talking it. Um, I thought it was fine. <laughs> um, so like it is, it's like a, it's not really a demo. Like it's, it's not a slice of the game demo. Maybe that's why people didn't like it. It's very much a, um, the demo is just set up to give you an idea of how the game plays, not, like like combat wise and like how you move around the world like it doesn't give you story missions or you know like anything like this to the point i think i saw one of the producers or someone like that come out the other day and say like hey the way those missions you were doing in the demo and structure uh, structured that's just for the demo like it's just go from point a to point b you know kill some people go to point c like i think that's what people complain about at least from what i could gather so but it's just like meant to be for the demo, so you get an idea of the combat and stuff. Um, but yeah, so the game is like heavily like you're a fucking spellcaster because <laughs> <laughs> so you press 
Uh, so third person magic wielder, I guess, is the thing. For people who don't, for some reason, can't remember this game, it's a game where like this character is transported magically from like Earth to this alternate dimension. They quickly run you down all of this at the start of the demo, then they're like, yeah, just, you know, play the game. Um, so the character, whose name I can't remember, but she can cast spells. Frey. Uh, Frey, there you go. She can cast spells, and like on R2, that's like your main damaging spell. Then on L2, you'll have like a support spell. And then you can press R1 or L1 to bring up like a quick select menu where you can change those spells. Uh, some spells do more damage, like a stronger against certain enemies and that sort of stuff. It's not as simple as just fire, ice spell, that sort of thing. Like the three spells you have unlocked in the start of the demos, one's like a, a quick firing thing, one's more like a shotgun sort of blast thing, and the one's like a shield thing that you can hold up and then disperse like the rocks at enemies as you're sort of doing it. And then the support spells you can use. Uh, and by the way, the support spells, like once you use it, it's on cooldown, so you can't just like spam them. But um, one of them's a like stun any a stun AOE sort of thing. Of one's a, a big whip thing that hits people back. Um, another one's like a healing spell, leech life off enemies and that sort of stuff. So yeah, uh, but the cool thing is combat's like fine. It when you're doing it right, it feels really cool though. So because when you're even moving around the world or even in combat. You hold down circle, and this is all that stuff that you would have seen in trailers, you know, where the character just is magically flying along and jumping across rocks and stuff. So whenever you hold down circle, it just activates this parkour mode thing. Um, so Freya will begin running fast forward, and then, like, if she comes up to an object, she'll just, you know, parkour over it and all this sort of stuff. And that all works really well and looks cool. But then you can do that while in combat too. So you can, like, dodge, run, parkour over something, jump into the air, like, hit a bunch of enemies. Like, when you're doing it, when you're doing cool stuff it looks cool but if you just want to stand there just like you know like it's kind of <laughs> sort of a little bit boring i guess playing it that way um towards the end of the demo i unlocked some sword thing so it wasn't so it went from being a ranged only game to where i had like a magical sword so then i was all up in enemies faces and attacking them that way so there is going to be some sort of variety um the world is big at least from what <laughs> the map could see you do very quickly it's like you unlocked a fast travel point you unlocked a fast travel point so there's gonna be lots of like that sort of stuff and uh i guess based on this there's gonna be i guess that ubisoftication or whatever you want to call it of hey there's like a tower side quest thing over here hey there's like this you know like all that sort of stuff you wanted it like little secrets and stuff to, to find. Um, the other thing I've seen people complain about is Frey just as a character. She didn't bother me, but I don't really know. She's, she does fall under the category of the very talkative sort of character you're playing as, but she's talking to, I can't remember how it works out. She's like talking to, is it Stephen Merchant? Sounds like fucking Stephen Merchant. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, I only just played it before recording, but um, it sounds like Stephen Merchant, which I can't remember. It's just this, being or whatever like he's helping it i don't know anyway you see him in the trailer a couple times as well like this the thing that's helping her on a journey so she'll he'll be like oh look out over there and then she'll you know like it's just lots of back and forth talking between the two of them which seems to have graded some people i, I don't really mind but um but yeah uh game looks pretty you've got a bunch of obviously your typical modes where one has ray tracing one's 4k no ray tracing other ones runs you know, for 60 frames, all the, the typical sort of shit you'd expect these days. I don't know, I'm, I wasn't blown away by the demo, but I've, ne I've, I've not been like super pumped for this game anyway. I feel like I'm just like, yeah, 
cool. I'm keen potentially to learn more. Press start. I saw put out a full preview this morning where they got yep. to play a bunch actually in London, I think is where they went to the play the actual it. game. With the actual the... game, with the story missions and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. They, their preview was with very context. positive. <laughs> yeah, with context. So their preview, who I can't remember who they sent and did it. Maybe it was James. I think it was Ewan. Was it Ewan? Um, but their po- their preview was very positive, so that's good to see. So yeah, I mean, this the yeah. demo is like a proof of concept sort of demo. or well, not proof of concept, but just like an idea of like how it plays, not actually how it plays <laughs> that's a weird thing to say but yeah um what, what have you what have you you haven't played this i don't think but no like, i i didn't play it because obviously there was a lot of negative response to the demo uh but a lot of people's uh people i respect saying it doesn't seem like it's in context and with when you have it uh the actual tutorial going through of how to play the game and the story it might play better so uh, for Spoken's a game that I've kind of been interested in picking up, so I'll, I've hold it, held off. Uh, but yeah, reading some of the other previews and stuff, it sounds like a lot of the spell casting gets pretty deep and interesting, combat-wise. Um, and yeah, I mean, it, it's interesting that you would have a demo that maybe isn't the game. You know, I feel like the I guess prob- we have. Well, no, if you do it, I feel like you just make a message at the start. Because the message you get at the start is like, hey, this game is, yep. uh, you know, this is an early version, blah, blah, blah. Why not also have the, what you're about to play is not, um, does not signify what the gameplay actually is. It's just, yep. this is a demo created for you to experience the combat. Like something that sets the player's mind mm. into like, yeah, what it is. It's interesting because Square Enix is like one of the only companies that still does like dedicated demos. demos. Yeah. Like obviously we've had all the like Final Fantasy ones and the kingdom hearts ones the ones that come to mind so um yeah i mean it's good that people got a taste but uh it's unfortunate that it's kind of left a bad taste in some people's mouths which is weird because if you played this if you played this at like a parks or like a, a convention and you had someone from screen there be like hey like just so you know it's just a this is just a gameplay thing like we don't have any story here because we just want to keep the story behind closed doors until people get yep. to experience it for themselves it would be fine everyone would be like yeah cool and then they'll probably walk away like yeah the combat was fine like you know i'm keen to learn more about the story you know but i feel like because everyone doesn't have that and they're just downloading the demo and going like i went from objective to objective and all i did was five objectives where i either opened the chest or killed some enemies and then suddenly it said game over and now here i am i'm annoyed this looks boring <laughs> which not to say i'm sure that a lot of the game is just going to play some kill enemies but like maybe you know with some context of why you're going to play some killing enemies um which is the main thing i guess all right so the other demo i played was the season a letter le- a letter to the future demo so this is a game it's kind of hard to explain i guess but um it's about this like girl who's leaving her village it's like a hidden away from the rest of the the world sort of village thing um, scenario, um, and she's going out to explore the the real world and um, document it for the first time. The demo the demo is only like at the very start as she's leaving her village, so you sort of get an idea of what the gameplay is going to be like. I guess uh, very pretty, like the art style is very nice. That's sort of the standout thing from all the trailers and stuff we've always had. Um, but you'll be, you like learn about her village at the start because she talks about like this doctor character who recently died that everyone loved, um, her father and a few other things. So you'll, you'll take pictures of stuff and then she'll talk about them like 
um, and then you get to place the pictures all in like this scrapbook. And once you've you've found the pictures in the area of everything that you need, like you complete that scrapbooking page, and then you can sort of decorate it and stuff like that. Um, I really liked it. I mean, obviously, it's not going to be for everyone. This sort of these photography games or whatever, if that's even the genre. But uh, oh, the other thing is like you record music too, like you like on these um these record players like playing songs you play out this little recorder thing and record it and then she talks about how this song plays all the time and what it means to the people that live there and all this sort of stuff and um yeah at the end of the demo you you pick out a bike and you play this little section where you just get to the free control just flying down this mountain on this little bike and it's very pretty and nice and then just like yep get ready to play the game i'm like cool i like it so um do you remember this one or uh yeah maybe not for the reasons that they'd hope but i'd remember it because obviously yeah they have the, the, dr- the some, dude or the guy i think he's like they kicked him out in the end but yeah they had some issues within the studio hmm. uh but yeah it looks a cool art style looks like it you know an interesting vibe and that kind of stuff so yeah yeah no it, it, it was cool i think demo is available for a Probably as long as the first spoken one is, which maybe it's not even available by the time you listen to this, I can't remember. Let's get into some news for the week. Of course, old stuff, well not old, but main big things coming out of the Game Awards last week. Uh, if you want to hear us talk about anything that's not mentioned here, of course, all the other trailers and stuff, listen to this past Monday's episode of Arcade Couch, where we discussed everything from... Game Awards, Death Stranding 2, or the game that may end up being Death Stranding 2, it's DS2 slash Death Death Stranding 2, working title, whatever, um, was officially revealed at the Game Awards by Hideo Kojima, of course, who came on stage. Uh, Very cool. Obviously, this is the podcast where we've been talking about this being a potential for months and months at this stage between all the posters that have been showing up at different places, including packs and the cast announcements of this game and today just posting things and whatever else. And, you know, um, it all led to, it was all leading to something. And thankfully it was all leading to a sequel to Death Stranding. Um, really? I'm, I mean, obviously I'm super pumped for this, this game. I've played Death Stranding <laughs> twice. So, <laughs> like, uh, lo- absolutely love the game. I did go, as I said, on Arcade Couch and go watch a few breakdown videos and um, stuff like that where people point out things. There's nothing, like, groundbreaking in the trailer, like, where it, of course, reveals everything, but there's just lots of small details, like, people pointing out that, you know, it's like, the at the start, you've got the baby toys, and, like, on the thing where it's, like, the fit the circle and the square and the, you know, fit the shapes through the holes, like, that, that sort of baby it's toy. There's, like, a crab. You know, like, there's all these these small little things in the background there's like a a car from the the first death stranding like that you ride around Mm. in like there's all these little things they probably don't mean anything um the stuff that doesn't mean stuff is sort of hard to figure out so you've got uh the red the new red wearing characters that are carrying a car uh what's like a body presumably yeah like up a hill and then you've got the yeah the dude in the guitar who's Troy Baker, but we don't actually know if it's the same character. So all those people, yep. there's lots of lots of theories about it. It's either like maybe a swerve because because it's Troy Baker doing the song guitar thing. Yeah, everyone reckons it's um, 
fuck, I can't remember the character's name now. Anyway, his character from Death Stranding, the first one, who dies um, at the end of that game. But then, like, there could be a, people are pointing out maybe it's a swerve because, of course, he goes to pull off the mask at the end and then you don't see who it is. And maybe it's um, Amelie, who also we thought died, but <laughs> but that would, like, because they're all wearing red and that's what she wears in the, the game. She all, she wears red. So, um, of course, like, being Kojima, any of these are possibilities because who really knows what he's going on um uh, there's lots of other really weird things too like the fact that fragile her skin i've seen people point out it's fine so it's not the it's not age like I it doesn't mean, have the time fall effect on it anymore so yeah um and that's why she eats the the little bugs throughout the whole game to she even has that line where she's like a oh was it a nanobite a day keeps the time fall away or something like that yeah. she says something um so you've got all that sort of stuff, but she's, um, and then people at the end of the pointing out, well, there is a part like cause Sam, when he shows up at the end has gray hair, which, you know, makes it feel like it's potentially years later. But then people have also pointed out that in death training, there's a cut scene where, you know, t- the rain just lands on Sam's hair and it's like turning gray. So maybe his hair's just time fold. Like it's just been affected by time fall. It's only been a couple of years or not as many years as you may think sort of scenario, which is always, um, a possibility. Um, and then other cool thing that I didn't really think about that was pointed out in some of these videos I've watched was that the, you see the baby at the end, like the, the BT baby, the, it's a, the BT BB, <laughs> which is the, the thing that like appears in the little tank. Like, um, they're like the, maybe that's who's actually playing with the, the toys at the start because you see some blocks being thrown around, but you can't actually see any child there so it could be a, a bt not a not mm. the not bb <laughs> that's um uh, that's the thing so um and then the other weird thing that yeah i did think about this as soon as watching the trailer for the first time it's weird how um fragile's like when that big ship comes up and it's called something i can't remember like a new a name that not mentioned in the first death journey at least anywhere that i was aware of or i never seen anyone else say anything else but she's like, yeah, come aboard, meet my people. It's like, I thought you worked for like Fragile Express. Like, what's it? <laughs> like, I mean, yeah. you work for two companies now? Come on, you can't work for two delivery companies. Uh, yeah, I know. What's a, How are you feeling about Death Stranding? Have you seen any stuff? Like, uh, how are you feeling about the trailer in the couple of days since the game was? I mean, yeah, it's interesting because obviously we're going to go on another weird psych trip for the next <laughs> uh, couple of years until this eventually comes out. But uh, it's good that, you know, we finally know what he's doing. Uh, Death Stranding was. The Explosion Ogres came in the year in 2019, so, I mean, we all loved it, uh, had a great time with it. So, going back into that world will be really interesting. Um, I feel like it'll be interesting, like, obviously, the director's cut, like, played quite differently to the actual game. There was a lot more action elements, like, or lots of weapons introduced, (laughs) uh, at least much earlier. Uh, into the game, so it'll be interesting if to see if the game is more in line with that than the box Death Stranding game. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, I mean, it looks really cool. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they're doing playing with time. Obviously, your running theory is that Elfanig is playing Grown Up Blue, yeah, which makes kind of makes sense because I mean, Kojima like spam posted a bunch of stuff on his instagram after the game awards whether it's just everybody in the cast but then obviously you've got the, all the posters uh that he's put up and you know 
obviously the Elle Fanning one is who am I? It would make sense, you know, she's questioning who she is because she's obviously Lou, who's stolen as a baby. <laughs> Extra swerve. They, he Metal Gear Solid 2s it, and you think you're going to play as Sam in this game again, and you, you do for like the first couple of hours, but then after that, you actually play as Lou. Maybe. There you go. Can't wait to find Just out I'm right. Give me my ideas. In a couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just, uh, I'm sure we're going to get heaps more weird stuff, but yeah. I'm excited to, to see it. Um, yeah, but all the fragile stuff, like, obviously, that was the thing that kind of didn't click till much later that, you know, she's wearing a tank top. She's wearing a tank top, which you never see her wearing. It. Yeah, because she's got the titan the time follow effect on her skin and stuff. Yeah. And she shows her one time in the game, so Yeah. So found a they've found a way to reverse it. Mm. Uh, like what are you even gonna do in this game? It's not gonna be the same delivery thing you would assume for the first game. No. Well that's a, uh, the interesting thing is of course on stage where he said that he had the story written out for this ages ago, but then after COVID he just rewrote the whole thing. He's like, I don't want to predict the future again. Yeah. But what if he is predicting the future again and he just doesn't even realise it? He's he's altered history mm. by changing the the events of the game. Could be. I wouldn't put past Kojima to be <laughs> dictating the fate of the world. Um, and I really want to know why they even want to come for Lou, like you know, the start of the trailer. Mm. Like, who's coming and why? Why do they care that much um, about this baby? About this, but this baby, this baby, he wasn't wasn't destroyed, so. That's uh, it's interesting. She's with fragile as well. Yeah, which like fragile and Sam have a relationship. Like they tease a like potential romantic, but they they never go there. It's just like they obviously mm. the they have strong connections in the game, and you can you can you can understand how it could turn romantic. Um, but the but you know she does at the end of the game she never shows back up, and you never have any like no. last couple of hours of the game. Fragile's not there, so really so. Yeah, it's interesting. All right. Um, other thing that happened at the Game Awards is we got the official release date for Final Fantasy 16. So it's going to come out June 2023. Uh, there's a bunch of pre-orders available. Um, there was an insane trailer in which people transform into fucking um, Aeons or Summons or whatever we call them in this game. Um, fuck, did I, know, did I say here? Controlling icons yourself. There you go. E I K I O N S. Iconics. Icon. Iconics. Um, yeah. Interesting. I was reading through the PlayStation blog post before. This paragraph here is the one. It's like, we're introducing a story focus mode recommended for those players who are less comfortable with action games and wish to focus more on the game story elements. In this mode, Clive will automatically evade some attacks and epic iconic combos can be triggered with simple button presses. Action focus mode, where Clyde's every action is controlled by the player, is available for those who are, is available for those who are confident in the skill or want to test it. So there you go for the people who like uh, Final Fantasy and for the story, but don't want to play play the game. Here is the mode for you. Um, by the way, uh, well, I mean, it sounds like story mode could potentially be a bit more. Well, it's an accessibility like, thing, but no, 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 just more uh, like turn based, I guess. Like not so action heavy, which would mm. be better for people who 
love those sort of games. You know, much of the way you could play Final Fantasy VII Remake. Say, Final Fantasy VII way. Remake, they did something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the best part of this PlayStation book post, talking about the game, is they say this part here where they're like, a hero's best friend. Trusty Torgal takes to the field. Another outcast from the Northern Territories taken in by House Rosefield, Torgal was found alone in a snowfield during one of Archduke Elwyn's expeditions to the freezing north and gifted, gifted to his sons upon his return. After somehow surviving the disaster that nearly ended the Rosefield line, he was reunited with Clive, the character you play as, over a decade later. And now he <gasps> serves his master with the same fierce loyalty he did when he was a pup. In battle, Clive's they faithful hounds... They were separated hounds, for 10 they years, They were separated Dylan? for 10 years, that's right. In battle, Clive's faithful hound, Torgal, is never far from his side. And when enemies approach, he does not quail. Not only can Torgal attack enemies, but he can also mend Clive's wounds. And if Clive, <laughs> if Clive times <laughs> his orders right, the two can prove a devastating duo. <laughs> he pulls out his bandages. <laughs> <laughs> just starts like wrapping. Uh, I assume it's like. Does he, the stitches up. <laughs> you know what's going to be. He's just going to, he's just going to come up and lick you. He's going to lick you. Yeah, yeah. he's going to lick you. <laughs> he's going to lick you and you're going to something else magically be healed. But yeah. Good dog is good. So, good dog is good. Good dog is good. Um, yeah, I know. Any other thoughts on Final Fantasy uh, sixteen? Good to have a release date. Obviously, is the main thing that I. It is good to have a release date. Uh, those collection collectors editions, bonkers. Yeah, expensive. Like the really expensive one that yeah. definitely not come to Australia. Yeah, it might. Sorry, Kieran and it, yeah. Paul. <laughs> Paul will probably just pay double the amount and get it ordered. Import it. Yeah, I wouldn't put it past him. Yeah, me neither. Not for me. Not for me. But Square Enix, if you want to send one over. Sure. At that point, it is for me. (laughs) 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 Um, Other PlayStation thing that got uh, announced at the Game Awards, of course, uh, was Horizon Forbidden West DLC expansion, whatever we're calling it, uh, which is Horizon Forbidden West Burning Shores. So, on the PlayStation blog post, they write, Today we're thrilled to announce Burning Shores, our expansion to Horizon Forbidden West, which sees Aloy pursue a sinister threat in the untamed wilds of Los Angeles, now a treacherous volcanic archipelago. She will be traveling to a dangerous new region south of the Tenkarth clan lands, featuring a compelling storyline following on from where Horizon Forbidden West ended. New characters, adventures, and more. Some details which we can look forward to sharing to you very soon. Our creative vision for the Burning Shores is an ambitious expansion which will take Aloy to the, uh, Aloy to the ruins of Los Angeles. It's an overgrown and fractured city that can be fully explored by the water and flying on the back of a sunwing. A massive machine for threat lurks in its shadow. It's a huge challenge that Aloy, Aloy must overcome by using her skill, all of her skills and abilities. To achieve this grand vision, technically and creatively, we've made the difficult decision to focus all of our efforts on making an incredible experience exclusively for the PlayStation 5 console. Uh, what do you think about setting, potential story run, and why the PS4 people are getting fucked? <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I guess, you know, they're, obviously they've been working on it. it it's crazy this is going to come out, like, over 12 months after the the last the actual game Hmm. um but yeah i mean i guess they're just doing some technical stuff that's crazy over in los angeles obviously uh they've said it's going to be a very the the city's kind of been 
uh, swallowed up by the sea to a certain degree. Hmm. So, like, whether there's a bunch of technical stuff there with the water and uh, whatever massive creature that they're apparently teasing, uh, they just they just couldn't make it work on the PS4. Um, I'm fine with you know because obviously you know it's been long enough. I think, especially come April next year, hopefully everyone who wants a PS5 should be able to get a PS5 at that point. But uh, and I believe there is a free upgrade if you've got the PS4 version of the game. So free upgrade. That's uh, why it was cheaper to buy the PS4 version of the game and just play the yeah. PS5 version that was to buy the PS5 version. It was so. Uh, yeah, I'm keen to jump back in. Whether that you know. It sounds like it takes place after the end of the game. No, it is. They say uh, that. In the, the thing. Yeah. So, you know, that'll be interesting to see. And then how much of that plays into the next game, uh, how much elements of that could potentially play into the next game. Because obviously, yeah. like the Frozen Wilds. Except one of the clans or whatever for the yeah. Forbidden West. I can't remember which one now. But... Yeah. So that played a part into the next game. So there were elements there. So Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna it say might get, make me go back and like you know maybe I can finish collecting stuff. Probably. You got the plot right though. No, you, you didn't. Oh fucking hell! All right, the hunting grounds. They were <laughs> too hard. Just, Come on. Yeah, I couldn't pull it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm I'm keen to play it. Of, um, I don't really care about not being on PS4. I think yeah, it's it's been long enough. I but especially by the time it comes out, and if they're saying. That like maybe they could have got it to work on PS4, but it's like at a certain stage, if it's like the amount of work it would require for us to get this on PS4, is it worth it? Like with this, the amount of manpower, you know what I mean? Just yeah, like is it is it worth it? Or are we taking a is our creative vision going to have to take a like do we have to change it to get this to work on PS4? It's the same as you talk about God of War Ragnarok. Like that game's on both consoles, and not that you can super tell, but every time you crawl through a little alleyway or rock, or slide between things to hide a loading mm. screen for the PS4 that the PS5 doesn't need. <laughs> uh, that's mm. when you can know it's a cross-gen uh, game. Alright. Yep. Talking about stuff that wasn't at the Game Awards, though. Spider-Man. Very disappointed. <gasps> I'm sure he was, Ash. Bloody awesome. hell. Um, but weirdly, tell me what you think of this. So, the game... Uh, bleh. Story page of a game. So, who am I reading from here? Jewel Shockers. They write, Thus far, we haven't seen any official reaction from PlayStation and Sonic games. So, oh, fuck, I went too fast. <laughs> the Game Awards 2022 was already a great showcase for PlayStation fans, but there might be even more surprising news before the end of the year comes, as Sony quietly launched the PlayStation Store page for Marvel Spider-Man 2 in the UK. Thus far, we haven't seen any official reaction from PlayStation and Sonic games on social media, but the story page of the game usually goes live after a certain announcement or trailer that shares enough information about a game to launch its dedicated PlayStation Store page. In the case of Marvel Spider-Man 2, it's only available for the UK region through the PlayStation 5. While the domain exists on Google if you simply search Marvel Spider-Man 2 PS Store, you can't open it through your browser as it redirects you to a page showing an error. This could be a clue to the fact that the page is about to go live soon, but the time has not come yet. In addition to the quiet launch of the PS Store page, some developers behind Marvel Spider-Man 2 share teasing tweets recently, which adds up to the possibility of getting an announcement about the game in the near future. Uh, so like James Stevenson, they've got saying here, click that wish list and follow button. Um, uh, that's why we only know that Marvel Spider-Man 2 targets a relaunch in 2023, but a proper release date is what fans are asking for at the moment. If anything new is about to be shared on the game, we really hope it includes some direct feed gameplay moments as well. What do you think about this release date popping up and 
Um, well, not really. Sorry, well, the the I mean, page popping up. Sorry. Um, you know, it could be nothing. You know, I mean, it, we know the game's coming, and it's coming in the next twelve months, hopefully. Um, so it's not surprising they would just put a page up. Uh, with I don't without any fanfare is a bit odd. You know, you normally you, know, you would put it up with a trailer, but yeah, maybe maybe we're getting a trailer. Maybe we're getting a special Christmas surprise. You know, you're gonna just drop it like so it by itself, so it can you know has all the news to itself. It doesn't share the spotlight with everything else of the game awards. You know, could because it is so massive. Yeah. I don't think we're going to release date anytime soon because we're just too, too close to Christmas. Like, it's just a weird time. No. To do it. But early January, like, obviously, once the new year starts, maybe. Um, could the game fit into that late March slot that we still don't have something for? <laughs> no. No? I think, I think, I think they're hoping that Horizon Burning Sky or whatever it's called. Yeah, that's it. Is going to fit that April, March slot. <laughs> okay. I don't think it will for most people. Like I know it's, it's an expansion. I don't think it will, but people, I think that's what they're hoping for. People want a full game. They don't want to. They don't want DLC. Oh well, it's interesting. I feel like we're going to get I mean, something soon, but I, I just I don't, think like just, anytime soon. I mean, like early next year, maybe. I mean, there's still time, but it seems odd that you know. Normally, that would be like several months out. Hmm. Information. It's the same as. Uh, Maybe a bunch of people have stuff planned for early 2023 because even Xbox the other day when people were asking about why didn't you have a bigger presence at the Game Awards? Xbox. Um, they, I can't remember who said it now, but someone said, you know, stay tuned. We've got lots of exciting information just to, to share very soon about all of our games that are coming at 2024. Ah, 2023, sorry. Um, to which I'm like, yeah, cool. Well, so far, you've got like none announced. So, like, is this an early twenty? Is this a very early January event? Like, what, to set out the year? Like, what's the what's the go? Sorry. Day one, yeah, January first. Everyone's hungover. Xbox event. <laughs> it's fun. Um. All right. Final news story for this week is that Dinosaur High. So, co-op or have we coop? I don't know. The developer behind Goodbye Volcano High uh, finally released a new trailer and gave an update on the game. So this was the the dinosaur high school, last year in high school game where he plays dinosaur and everyone's a dinosaur. So yep. just to clarify, everyone's dinosaur. You know, like it's not humans and you're a dinosaur. Everyone's dinosaur character. It's a dinosaur <laughs> teen. It's a dinosaur world. It's a dinosaur world. It's set thousands of years ago. Yeah. The dinosaur world, thousands of years ago. You're a teenage character. Last year of high school, it's a teen angst thing i don't know you're in a band as well anyway the, it looked really cool it was announced at one of the playstation events just like the real dawn couple, yeah exactly it was announced at a playstation event like a couple years ago uh is that the ps5 reveal event literally yeah, yeah good point um and then was really excited for it and then the developer said hey we just gotta like hold it back we gotta rework the story for we decided we just want to redo the story um so this is the first we've heard about in ages it just sort of came out of nowhere but um, they put out a new teaser trailer where you can see a little bit, I guess, of the gameplay. It shows like some like story conversation bits between characters, um, some of the mini games that you'd be doing in moments, like when you're playing instruments and, and stuff like that. Mm. It still looks awesome to me. Like I, I just like love the character designs and the general idea behind the game, um, and everything like that. Uh, and now they say that the game will release in, uh, winter 2023. 
So that's Australian winter. I've already done the conversion. So it's Australian yep. winter 2023. Uh, PlayStation 5 and PS4 and Steam as well. Uh, you came for this? Yeah, I'm keen for this. You know, and Obviously, it was a cool trailer when it first came out. Yeah. Uh, we all love dinosaurs. Uh, it's, and yeah, it looks like it'll be an interesting narrative story and hopefully, you know, it doesn't, it lives up to our hopes and expectations, you know. Yes, that's what I like to hope for all videos. Well, we, we were let down by you were let down by We Are RFK, So I mean, true. Yeah, but this yeah. is dinosaurs. And there's a lot of text. There's a lot of. It looks like there's a lot of texting in this game, and we all know that you hate that when oh, people you know just, remove vowels from letters. Just, you know, just text real words. I feel so old. I feel old. So old complaining about the game. I can't. <laughs> just feel fucking ancient. I feel like a dinosaur complaining about that game. <laughs> Um, alright that will do it for this week's episode of Platinum Explosion of course let us know any comments questions concerns thoughts you've had on anything from the game awards how excited you are for Death Stranding 2 whatever else tweet at us explosionnetwork.com slash twitter join discord explosionnetwork.com slash discord if you like the episode or like the podcast in general and want to support us over the holiday season explosionnetwork.com slash support you can donate a dollar or more and say happy holidays Platinum Explosion um and until next week, remember next week will be the last one for them three weeks off and back for the last of us and all that sort of stuff. Uh, remember, every trophy counts.